Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, and I'll be your host. Always looking to bring you the best guests from all around the world, because today we have a great guest coming from the UK, John McCarthy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Lovely to be here. And uh, yeah, thank you for the invite. Absolutely. So uh, John, uh, me and John have got to uh, speak a couple of times because we have a couple of things in common. And one of those things is helping law firms grow. Uh, We just go about it a different way. So wanted to have John on the show to talk about uh, really what he's doing, his background and expertise and how he's helping law firms grow. You know, mainly he works with firms around the UK, but has quite the network here in the US as well. So yeah, John is excited to talk to you about what you're doing, what you're seeing. And I know we can have a lot of back and forth conversation because I, I see similar things on my side. So let's kick it off by uh, telling us where you're from and a little bit about you and, and your background. Cool. Yeah, thank you. So I'm uh, John McCarthy, uh, Profit Growth Coach, my speciality with law firms. I'm based in Taunton. That's uh, not Taunton, Massachusetts. It's Taunton, Somerset, which is in the west, west country of southwest of UK. So I'm about... You're much closer to the, the lovely coast than I am. I'm about an hour and a half from surf in either direction. And you're <laughs> just a few minutes. I'm super jealous about that, Kevin, actually. But nice part of the world. I'm in, in, a, in a little village outside the town of Taunton. That's about 50,000, 60,000 population, I think. But I'm back onto fields. Um, and over there is Exmoor, and some big hills, and then the sea's the other side of that. So it's, it's a lovely part of the world. If you go further west from where we are, you get into Devon and Cornwall, and they speak funny down there. And it's a bit closer to America, too. Um, but, uh, but Plymouth is in Devon. That's kind of one of our nearest cities. That's where the Mayflower went from all those years ago on the way out to America. So you're, you guys here, remember. Here we are here. <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason you're there. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm John McCarthy, Irish Irish descent. And I've already spoken to a couple of McCarthys in America. I think, I think McCarthy, I read recently, reading to my boys about it. I think there's more McCarthys in America than in Ireland now, which is not a surprise. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's fun. I love living here and, I, and I've connected up with the, the American market, American people up there about 18 months ago. It's just really fun connect with Americans. You've got a different attitude to us Brits and just kind of get on and do stuff, not even talk about it. We're a bit too reserved over here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for everyone uh, turning in right now, just so that you got it, John's website is below. If you're listening on audio, it's Summit Businesses. So businesses, plural. So summitbusinesses.com. Great.com, by the way. Uh, you can check him out there on LinkedIn as well. Uh, that's where we connected and he spends a lot of time there. I will share this all again at the end of the episode. But if you go to LinkedIn, it's John McCarthy Summit altogether. If you want to search for him like that, or if not, just search for his name and probably filter by location and you can find him like that. So if not, DM me, message me right here, comments as you see this episode on LinkedIn, and I will connect you with John. So, so John, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing now and, and how you got into working with law firms and, and owners specifically. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, get their I'll, businesses, you know, going the right direction. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, a super quick potted history. In my teenage years, I was very, very into my fitness, very competitive. I couldn't see myself getting a, a proper job. 
and what attracted me most was the military and being very competitive and very fit I wanted to join what I considered to be the best unit over here which is the Royal Marine Commandos so since the age of about 14 I was training physically training very 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 hard I used to cycle about 22 miles to school there and back each day so I had to 45 mile on a bike five days a week just through the two summer terms uphill so, yeah, both I, ways sorry <laughs> uphill both ways <laughs> it seemed like that by Thursday. <laughs> but yeah, really fit. Uh, I came actually, I happened purely by chance living in Taunton now at 40 Commando. I came here at the age of 16. Uh, I was the youngest person there by far, but was the fittest on the intake. About just a week with the Marines. And I went through to selection or assessment, I should say, passed the assessment for the Commandos 1718 for a commission for an officer. So passing it first time is, is rare. I think only about 2% actually passed the assessment and I passed it first time, which is rare. And I passed it as an 18 year old, which is also rare too. So I, I was over the moon for me, you know, I wanted to get out of, of, of home. I wanted to get, go forward in my life. And that was, that was everything I'd always wanted. I worked super hard for it, but life sometimes, sometimes have different, different plans. I took a year out between school, but I passed the assessment while I actually stood at school before I went in, in, in the commandos in September. And then, but during that time I worked in, um, worked in Africa for a while in Lesotho, which is a beautiful country in South Africa. While I was traveling around South Africa, just a few weeks before due to come home, I was at Durban Beach, Durban Bay, which is a beautiful area. And I was running down the beach and sun had already, already set. And I'm sure you know, living near the coast, you don't go in the water after that dark because that's when sharks feed. We don't get sharks here, so we do go out night surfing sometimes, but uh, yeah. In, not in Africa. Yeah, yeah, not in Africa. But I, Crazily, I'd, I've been for about a 10 mile run on the beach. I just ripped my shoes off, ripped my top off, went charging into the sea and then dived into the water and then slammed straight into head first into a rock. Hyperextended my back really badly, uh, knocked myself out for a few seconds, but cut my head open really badly on the rock. So there's a lot of blood. Came to, I couldn't, couldn't move my legs. It was in pretty big kind of surf. And I was thinking, there's no one around. No one could hear me scream. <laughs> I'm just expected to be shark food. It was, that was one of my terrified, time's been in my life and it's funny you know talking about motivation how really focused you can be when you need to do something first and it was even with my I was quite badly concussed I was very concussed actually and I just had to get out of the water and I managed to get I don't know how long it took me I managed to get to the edge um, but I couldn't stand up and my back was was, was in a bad shape but mm. sometime later I don't know how long someone saw me and like no one sits in the see at night that in that part of the world so they came to check i was okay and they kind of dragged me back to my car i was slept in the car every night but i was i was pretty ill so long story short that was my career over before i even started with a back injury so i had to rethink i went into um into sports industry sports development sport man sports management over here um yeah. had a great time in my 20s i was a reservist army reservist pti a physical training instructor Come, I was a, a competitive martial artist, a various set of sports. I loved the sport, but my back was always a weakness. So I could never go forward and join the Marines as I planned. But I got to about 30, wanted to get a proper job. I went into business development in, in the healthcare sector, pharmaceuticals over here. Um, did really well at that, loved it, actually. Did it for about 12 or 13 years. But I just got fed up with the politics and the backstabbing and the nonsense that goes on in some of those companies. Um, just walked out. And I, I just did not, genuinely did not know what, what to do. I, I, I just had, I'd had enough. And I'd, I'd had so many hassles for so many years and I literally did not know what to do. And I had uh, a career coach 
and says, well, I didn't understand what coaching was. I didn't get it. I've been a sports coach all my life since a teenager, but I didn't understand coaching outside of sport. <laughs> but I did know someone who's a good career coach and I employed his services. And that just helped me understand what I was really good at, what my strengths were, what I liked doing. And that just helped me. It was quite a strange program, really, but it just really got me focused on what I'm really good at rather than just going for the next job, going for the next thing. Mm. and help me um, put it all together. You know, I love business. I like coaching. I like training. I've got the head, the mindset of a, you know, an athlete and a, and a soldier. So that just kind of gets stuff done. And it just came together. And it's nine years ago this month, I started um, as a business coach. I was, I was not a specialist beforehand, but the last year I've yeah. had some tremendous success with law firms and chosen to specialize in that sector. And that's how we got talking. So all, yeah. all, all that's what brings us here. I know yeah. I'm in law, I wasn't always in law for marketing, but kind of fell into it through, you know, just experience and mm. success and results and, you know, choosing a niche is uh, very important and you get more expertise with that and working with the same mm. type of client. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, digital marketing agency at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. Well, cool. So let's talk about a typical client that you may help and also want to hear some of the you know results and case studies and uh, you've shared some of that stuff with me. But if I was a law firm owner, what do I look like? What am I looking for? Where am I stuck? And how do you help? Yes, great question. So the majority of the clients that I work with, they've got somewhere around maybe 20 to 50 staff, 60 staff, something like that. Well, I choose that, that size to work with because often the, the, the law owners or the, the, the firm owners, they're still busy being a lawyer as well. And they get stuck between you know, earning the money and they've also got a business to run and staff to manage. And, and it's tough. It's, it's a really, really tough place to be. And I think in many other trades, you know, over here, although in America, but the plumbers and the plasterers, they say, I've got to get off the tools because they know they can't grow the business while they're on the tools. But lawyers don't think like that. <laughs> they got to keep lawyering. <laughs> they keep doing their lawyering stuff, which makes sense. They love it. It's, it's what they've been trained to do. But to run the business effectively, they need to often spend more time working on the business mm. than just in it. So a lot of the time they're, they get a bit stuck. You know, they tend to be working a lot of hours. They're doing the fee earning work. But the business, it's like they've got good businesses. So they're doing well. They have a good income. They have good profits. But they know they want to scale up but not quite sure how to get there. Because often they feel their hands are tied a bit because they're still doing the law, the fee earning stuff, and they're still with the teams to manage and everyone's coming with their problems, you know, and, and, uh, and then it's a t kind of a tough place to be. Um, <laughs> yes, those are the people that I like to help and they're fun. They're all <laughs> they just come back from school and nursery. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Like. So uh, I'll just add it there. Yeah, I, I talk to uh, firm owners like this all the time and, you know, it's, a law firm is a business and it should be run mm. as a business that happens to provide legal services. And so you got to think about it that way. And, and I think another big thing too, that you focus on that I have seen reading some of your case studies and, and clients that you've helped is, it's really the time that you give back to the owners and, and mm. probably they have more time at the end of 
the transformation, if you will, uh, than they probably had before or ever. So uh, maybe talk about that a little bit too, as far as like the time that they're putting into this law firm, trying so, to keep it all working. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm 53 now, as you can see, two noisy young children. I think you get to a certain point in your life when you realize you've probably got less of a runway in front of you than you've got behind you. And it's kind of weird, you suddenly want to hurry up a bit and kind of get to get stuff done. And I think what's I found in the last nine years of doing this, whilst I'm a business coach, I'm not a life coach, I'm not a fitness coach, I'm really, really, really passionate about people being healthy. For me, I like my sport, I train most days. And I, the many of the people I speak to, they'd love to be healthier, they'd love to spend you know, a bit of time doing their golf or their football or surfing, whatever it is, they want to spend more time with the children, they want to be a good husband or wife or partner or father, mother. Um, and I think often, for all of us, our business can really, really take over. Um, and a lot of our clients, they were working 80, 90 hour weeks. They were, they were flat out, not exhausting. You know, maybe not a breakdown point, but it's only mm. so long you can keep going at that cadence, at that speed. They haven't got time to train. They're, they're not sleeping enough. And when they are in bed, they're probably awake, worrying about work and things. That it is a really, really, really tough place to be. And I think it's, we often think, like, I haven't got time. You know, I haven't got time because I'm so busy doing this. But unless you change something, nothing's going to change. And yeah. what the very first thing I help a lot of my clients do is just get really focused on the most important things. And it's amazing how many hours you can drop even in six months. You just learned sometimes it's delegation. Sometimes it's just stopping doing certain things or doing the stuff that's making you profit, not just, not just keeping you busy. Yeah, I've got I've worked with former Olympic athletes who now work in the law firm. I've got clients buying these something like 12 marathons 20 marathons in the last five years since working with me he was doing 80 90 hours a week before it's like 20 marathons since then and it's really good i love outside you can see the buzz on my face now i love seeing them getting that time back and having fun to go training to go to events to, to just to have a lot more fun with holidays and time with kids and everything else it's it's really important having time yeah i think you know i own business and, and uh, myself and it's all the things everyone wants to be healthy. They want to do all the, everyone knows what they should be doing yeah. and, and the, the right things to do. But I think, you know, fitting all those things in and running a business, you know, if the business is going to come first, probably. Mm. And you try to, you try to fit everything else in. Like I was at the gym this morning at 525. And, but, you know, when I get home and try to get ready, then I don't have time to do like reading, which I'm like, well, I like to read every morning, but okay, I can't, I got to pick one. And pack a good lunch or have food prepared for the day every single day can fall by the wayside or yeah. getting home early, you know, spend time with the kids, go to the beach, go surfing. So there's all these things that you want to do and you have good intention, but the business can just completely take over. Absolutely. I definitely see that in law firms. So yeah. Oh, massively in law firms. And I think the thing I would say is you, you know, no one teaches lawyers to run a law firm. Really? Rarely. Like I think some that are really good. They just have, good commercial acumen or they picked up some great things or they work with someone and that's brilliant you know it's really really cool but the majority like most business owners to be fair no one really teaches you how, how to run a business maybe I, I studied an mba you know but that didn't really teach you how to run a business not academic stuff but it's yeah. there's so much more uh, more, more, more involved than, than acad academia can teach you but yeah, interestingly my, my best client my most successful clients they were all working 80 90 hours a week and, it, and in six months, they've like six months to a year, they've halved that. And the businesses have, have just gone through the roof. Um, well, let's, so talk, 
give me a, um, a story of get, you know, a client that you've helped and, and kind of the results you've gotten based on kind of where they started to where they, they ended up. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of law firm over here. There, I met them, the business owner, he was 80, 90 hours a week, every week, working evenings, working weekends. He had two children. It, now, this is the interesting thing. From an outsider, you'd say that he had a successful business. You know, he had 20, 30 people working for him, about 200,000 pounds, so that's pounds, probably also like 250K dollar profit per year. So it, kind of doing okay. But he was growing the business at about 10% every year. But the costs were going up in line with the revenue. So he's working <laughs> harder and harder, but he couldn't actually get any further forward. And he, he admitted to me recently, I started working with him in 2016. He said, I hated my business. I absolutely hated it. And that's, that's, a, that's a powerful word to use. Because once you're in a business, you can't just say, oh, do you know what, I'll go and get a different job. Because everyone, you've probably got debt into the business and your personal debt might be tied to it you've got people's jobs to think about and you've invested so much of your, your time, your soul into it to get up and walk away is a tough option. So yes, he was in, he was in quite a bad way actually, but that client went from 80, 90 hours a week and about 200 K profit to, well, three years, we hit a million pound profit in dollars in pounds sterling. And he's in two years, two years later, well, after, you know, two years after we started, he was able to take three months in New Zealand, on holiday mm. with no laptop wow. and, no, and no phones. That's awesome. That was a big dream to take three months off without phones, without laptop. They always wanted to always wanted to go to New Zealand, but they knew they couldn't go because they'd always be on the phone or doing emails. And of course, they had 12 hours opposite time from us, so he'd be working most of the night. So he just couldn't go. But two, two years later, he did. And he didn't have to bother with emails and phone calls. Since then, he's grown that business at around about a million pound profit per year. He's recently had private equity come in. The, I can't give exact numbers, I'm not allowed to, but they have valued the property, let's just say between 10 and 50 million. And he's sold a percentage of that. So he's a very wealthy, very happy man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to and, John. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good friends. So the next few years, they're building it again to sell out the remainder of the equity. It's going to be a, a nice nine. Okay, interesting. And yeah, if, I mean, if you're a law firm owner, obviously that's what you're looking for. You know, you your business should be working for you. It should be making you money. It yes. should be affording you to pay your people and take care of them. And so, yeah, it needs to be run like a business. And knowing your numbers, are yeah. you, you knowing your profit? Are you growing the profit? Are you profitable? You know, all the time, I interview attorneys all the time before they become clients of ours. And I ask them a lot of this stuff. What's your revenue? What's your um, average client worth value to you? How many leads you get last month? What are the quality of those leads? Blah, 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 blah. And rarely do I get someone that has all that. Like you can tell they just saw that report, you know, that morning. And so, yeah, yeah. but that's, that's rare. A lot of attorneys are, uh, we have some small ones that they're stuck to their desk. They usually can't make it to meetings. Uh, we have to reschedule over and over and over again. And you can just tell that they don't, you know, they're just tied down. And it's really hard to just say, well, marketing is going to help you. <laughs> like, you need a I'll get you busier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that might hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think as a, you know, we apply a lot of things in our business to make it more effective and time management and things like that, that I share as much as I can from like what I do. And I've actually had attorneys reach out and be like, hey, can you recommend this or books or groups? And, and I definitely do that. And of course, I'll do that with you, John. But it's, yeah. It's somebody that I see out there that needs this help. 
So, you know, what would you recommend? That's something you can share for the guests or the audience today. Sorry. Things that they can do, things that they can look at doing. If they don't reach out to you and employ you, what are some of the things that they, they should be looking at and things that they can do to apply to help them right now? Yeah, I'll cover three things. I mean, these are, there was um, two things that, that um, my client did. I'm not, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not quite sure what I, what I can, can share now that the private equity investors have been in. But when he first left our first meeting, he went back and he said to his office, right, all of our marketing that we're spending, and they were spending several thousand a month, how much of it can we test and measure? And they said, none of it. Right, stop it. <laughs> we'll learn how to test and measure it, and then we'll start marketing again. So that's the first thing. And, and, and he knew, talk about his numbers, he really knew his numbers. And it just happened to be Google Ads was, was where a lot of his business came from. So they built that, I think it's like one to 10 now. For every dollar spent, 10 is coming back in. But if we find it and we find it and we find it. So that's the first thing. You've got to know your numbers in terms of marketing and, and you're the guy to help them with that, Kevin. But the second is, and we had this conversation before, stop thinking about revenue and start thinking about profit. There's, there's, there's three things to think about in the business. There's, there's revenue, which you like to talk about because it's fancy, but you know, revenue is a turnover. <laughs> revenue is, is vanity. And there's profit, which is the most important thing, and that's your sanity. And it's cash flow, which is your reality. So if you think about the types of work that some forms that law firms are doing, they might have, say litigation or you know personal injury, that might give really good turnover, and it might even be really good profit. But you don't get paid for two years. So how are you yeah. paying the team in the meantime? And you know that, that's one thing. But there's something else like we call it conveyancing and property. I don't know what you call it there, but it's it's when you're doing the transactions for for a, a property. Again, it might be fairly low in revenue, but it's pretty quick cash. So you've always got to think about your business. I need cash every month. Where is my cash coming from? So when you're doing marketing with someone like yourself, I need to think about my cash flow. I need to think about my profit margins, or I might also need revenue as well. Revenue is kind of the third thing to think about, which is going to give you kind of kind of a turnover. But cash flow and profit, know your profit margins. And as there's a few things. One is you know, looking at your an 80-20 rule. It'd be a great example of you know, what you do, Kevin. Where's 20% of your profit coming from? Let's look at your, your departments, types of clients in your departments and your avatars, which are your most profitable or fun to work with clients per department. If you just did loads of marketing, you'd get loads of inquiries, but who says you actually want them? Do you want loads of low profit work or do you want to get loads of or even less work that's more profitable? Yeah. Good point. So, that's the thing. Think about profit. Don't just think about don't just think about revenue. That's the key thing. And the other thing I would say, they can they can start doing now. Do you know what? If I can find mine, I'll share it. There it is. There it is. Well, here's one I made earlier. It looks terrible. I know, but who cares? <laughs> my time off, and it's really oh, there. It is. It's broke down into half hour slots, and I'm just looking at what am I doing for every half an hour. And oh wow! It's amazing when you do that. It's it's, it's annoying to do it, <laughs> but you go. <laughs> I just done it for two hours. Two hours. What I haven't even what was I doing? Because we can so easily get pulled into meetings or people knocking on our door, you know, those phone calls or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. The first thing to do is just once you once you know what you're doing, you can see where your time's going. And then like what's a few things I can I can cut down on or kind of cluster things together. So I always group things together, make you more 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 efficient. But simplest thing, just go away, do that. Honestly, yeah, time management is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, I struggle with that myself, but that's so huge. There's actually, uh, that's a great exercise. And the thing is, you know, you, you, there's also things that you got to do versus the things you want to do. 
Hmm. You know, you, you tend to be like, ah, I don't want to do that. So you, you put it aside and, and that kind of eats at you. There's a, a book that I read recently. I was flying to, to Florida for a, a meeting or a, I think maybe to see some employees or clients or something like that. And it was a detox, declutter, dominate is the name of the book. So anybody, that, yeah. Okay. So yeah, anyone wants to write a uh, good book, but one of the things that they had in the book, I thought was interesting. They do mention the 80, 20 for your time. But one of the things they were like, the chapter was like called, um, actually I actually have written in here, earn a thousand dollars per hour, at least one hour a day. Yeah. And it expands into more like up in like $10,000 per hour work. And so it's, yeah. you make columns kind of like what you showed there. And it's like, what, what do you, you know, if it's $10 an hour, you would pay someone only $10 an hour to do it, you yeah. make a column and then a hundred dollars an hour and then a thousand dollars an hour and then 10,000 an hour. And so where are you spending your time and you need to at least put your time into the thousand dollar bucket every day for a little bit of time. And they say just an hour. Yeah. And then the $10,000 work is like, you're speaking on a stage, you know, you're at some events or you're doing something that's going to propel, you know, your firm further by doing big things like that, being out and about. So it's really, what is all the crap you're doing all day? That's, that's $10 an hour work. And yeah. guess what? Hire someone at $10 an hour to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, find a VA, get an assistant, something. So. Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, it's a, yeah, great. I use a very similar uh, tool. We do the, the log and I'm like, maybe <laughs> put a dollar sign or a pound sign on all yeah. those hours. Yeah, red, amber, green it, whatever you want to do it. It's like being a hairdresser. If you owned a hair, hairdressing salon or spent all your time cutting hair, then you're only worth, what is that, $30, $40 an hour or something. If you're your salon owner, you need to be employing people at $30 an hour. You do the marketing, you do the meet and greeting, you look for expansion. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, exactly that. It's really important to do that. Yeah, so I, I thought it was really cool, but a good book, uh, Detox, Declutter, Dominate. Very just easy, practical. I think it's like a seven-step, really easy read. I think I got the audio book even, but it was just little things like that and right in line with what you're you're kind of saying, just to get you started if you're stuck and you can't move and mm. you don't know what you're going to do. And here's the thing I, I find, I talk to attorneys all the time, that they can't afford to hire us and they're stuck and they're not growing and they have like an assistant, but the assistant becomes the bookkeeper, the you know the receptionist, and they get stuck right there. I see those, those duo teams all the time, one attorney, one assistant, and then they've been doing it for 20 years. And, you know, they're coming to us about marketing. It's like, there's a lot of change that has to be made probably first before you can effectively market. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's probably the hardest size to grow, I think. When there's one of you or two of you or three of you, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big percentage of growth if you take on one person, you know, and yeah. it's a big chunk out of your revenue. If, 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 if big risk. Yeah, big risk. Although another client of mine, like, is any, all, all these case studies on my website, by the way, so do go there again. No, Adam, okay, Adam, yeah, Adam Thompson, that's it. Go look at my um, case studies page or client successes. Adam, we're good friends. You know, I'm five foot six on a good day. He's six foot four. He used to play rugby for England. You know, he's a big unit. He's a he's a real one of those guys that just goes. But when I met him, he was turning over about forty thousand and working eighty hours a week. He now does more than that a month, four years <laughs> on, and he's got other businesses. But so it's achievable by everybody, and that's the hard thing. I think when you're in it yourself, it's like you know, it's like being really overweight or really unfit. It's okay for you. You can you can be slim because you're fit. 
but what only you can do to something. And it's really hard, whether it's for health or, or business, we we feel, you know, we kind of feel we can't do anything. And there always is, is just start with little steps. But I'll add on something that, that covers also covers what you said. I try not to say the words time management because you can't manage time. It's about self-management. And I think about time is one thing. So recently, I've, I've not been too well recently. So in the mornings, I'd have loads of time, but I didn't have any energy. So I can't mm. get much done because I because I didn't have energy. But if I did have time, but then was feeling well and had energy, if my children are running around, I got no focus. So I'm still not going to get much done. So it's kind of the three things. One is time, but also if you have time, are your energy levels good? So are you hydrated enough? Are you drinking coffees and sugars and sugary snacks which are spiking your, your glucose levels did you get time to get fresh air and exercise you know and then focus you know are we have we got paper all over our desk are we constantly getting distracted so even just starting to just be mindful of environments uh, and manage do we take breaks do we do we hydrate properly what's what's our alcohol ca- caffeine food intake doing even and sleep as well I used, to, I used to always work through the night. I was, I was terrible for it. And um, for years, I would get five or six hours of sleep a night. And my coach used to really beat me up about it. You know, I was thinking I was some kind of superhuman. But I just got really got into the habit of getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep a night. And you wake up so much more productive. And you just, you're just better in the hours you are working. So we get, we get dragged into so many bad habits. And sometimes someone needs to... <laughs> get a grip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I think, again, everyone knows in their mind, their head that we eat healthy, we work out mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But it, I think it becomes just like, yeah, 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 I know that. But yeah, yeah. I got my bottle of water here. I was at the gym this morning. But <laughs> so yeah, but those all those things affect like so and we all have the same amount of time every day. We all have the same amount of hours. Yeah, a day. yeah. we might not have the same amount of time on earth, but we definitely have the same amount of hours mm-hmm. in a day. So it's just about maximizing that. And yeah, if you're, you're tired or you, you're, you're kind of moving around slow, you're wasting those hours and, and not being effective with them. So I think that's a good point. Really good point. I actually have a, there's a really cool, uh, a friend of mine here in the U S he owns iFly, which is the indoor skydiving facility. Wow. And nice. he's a military background. He's got a training program, a coaching program for owners or like um, not just owners, but like sea level teams, and it's really cool, but his whole program, like half of it is about mind and body and health and being the right physical health and shape to even perform at higher levels. Yeah. And so you if you don't do those things first, then you, you can't expect to just be on, you know, your best every single day, except five days a week. Right. So yeah, it, he, he does some pretty cool stuff. I should connect you with him. Yeah. He yeah. also... If you're in person at his workshops, he you skydive part of his whole day workshop is really cool. So that, that does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so true. Isn't it funny how we all do it? You know, we we well, I'll 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 get healthy later and I'll get fit later, but just gotta get this one thing done and then it's the next thing and the next thing. And but your kids are left home and you're overweight and <laughs> you got high blood pressure. It moves fast, man. My my kids are twelve and almost ten. And I'm like talking to my wife, like, how the heck, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and here's my business. You know, when I started my business, I was 23 up in 2017, I was, you know, only doing like 25, maybe 20, $25,000 a month and I had employees. And I was like, if I don't do that each month, I'm, I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. And, and now fast forward, we're, you know, with my two businesses, we're doing 
350,000 a month, maybe. And we have a, almost 30 employees and, and all this stuff, but it's still like, okay, we're not even close to where we want to go. And now it's kind of keep looking at that next, the next thing. Like, um, but I'm kind of like, I, I want, I'm ready to speed this thing up more than it is. And that's where I'm at my mindset, but yeah. it's constantly, okay, what's the next thing? And, and what's, what's the next challenge and how long is it going to take us? And, and I want to be here and I want to have these properties for my family and yeah. all these things. Right. And it's, you got to do those little small things and steps like you're saying, uh, or you're just not moving towards it. And then next year you're like, Hey, I'm still here, you know, yeah. and I can be stuck at wherever I'm at right now and a year from now, and I'm not going to be happy about it. Like, I want to be like, okay, have we doubled this or at least moved it down the, the road? <laughs> I think you may hit a good point now. It's an interesting conversation now. I think one of the first things I do when I talk to my clients, I, I, yes, I'm a business coach. I'm there to help them grow their business. But the first thing I get to do is, right, what is it that, that you want out of life for you and your family? And it's not I'm, it's not fluffy woo-woo. I'm not a life coach. I put them, you know, finding me <laughs> a goddess or anything else. It's like, right, one day you're going to want to retire. Do you want to sell the business? Do you want to you know, sell it to your employees? Are you looking at equity? You know, do you just want to shut it and walk away? What, how, how do you want to do this? At what age do you want to, or do you want it to run without you? That's cool. I mean, my one of my biggest successful clients, he was traveling nine months of the year and his business was still growing at Liberum property here. So it's about understanding what would you what would you what would you want your ideal life to look like? For me, it's health, it's fitness, it's experiences, it's my not my boys. It could be all of the above. It is, yeah, yeah. I want to have time with them to go to Africa, to go to Australia. I haven't, I haven't traveled probably around America yet. I want to come out. I want to take my boys to Disney World. All these things that you always probably dream left to never do. Okay, cool. Let's put a date on these things, and then and then put a, a cost to them. So let's say in five years, I wanted to, I don't know, travel around the world with kids. I don't, I can't, that'd be a horrible thing to do. But say that I did want to do that, and I needed a hundred thousand pounds to do it. Okay, so between now and the next three years, I'll need to get a hundred grand thousand pounds of cash to do that. And my business has to run without me for a year. So that's my objectives. I've got to build up hundred thousand pounds of cash and I've got to build a business that can run without me or, or at least run whilst I'm traveling and I'm working in the right time zones too. Then I have, I've now know I have to build a business that does that. And if I want to sell it for, let's say 10 million pound in 10 years, okay. What does a business need to look like to be worth 10 million pounds in, in 10 years time? So you get the personal goals done. And then next to that, you put, well, okay, personally, if you want to have this in 10, 5, 3, 2, 1 years, what does a business got to do to look like in 10, 5, 3, 1 years? That's now our business goals. So now we build a plan to make it happen. And it's great because you're not just building a business for turnover sake. You're building the business to give you a lifestyle that you want. On those, you know, we break it down to 12-month goals and maybe 90-day goals. We have 90-day action plans. So every single week we're doing something. And I always ask or recommend my clients also have a health goal as well. And that might be just only get blind drunk once a week. <laughs> or, or, or exercise three times a week. Or one month this weekend of my children going mountain biking or something, you know. So... I always want it could be sleep properly. Sometimes it's just as simple things like that. One of my clients years ago, his personal goal was to finally get around to getting a new kitchen for his wife. <laughs> kind of saved <laughs> his marriage. <laughs> That's important. But, yeah, I think so often we grow a business and we just keep growing it and growing it, but don't know when we lose sight of why we're doing it. Yeah, totally agree with you. I think you got to say, hey, is this 
doing what I hoped and expected and, and have we put enough time on it and you get, you know, you get distracted with things sometimes. And, and I think the other thing too, is like, uh, for me, like I have friends or family that might be like, Kevin's already successful enough, done it all. Good to go. And I'm, I'm on the other side going, man, that, we got a lot more to do here. So, yeah. um, you know, you got to keep your, keep your mind set on where you want to go. And it might, and a lot of times I think too, your friends might not have nowhere near the same ambitions or especially if you own a business, like, unless you have all business owner friends, you know, it's it, your friends and family probably don't understand and you can be yeah. surrounded by that too much then start to go, well, maybe I need to slow down or maybe I shouldn't do all that stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, it was nine years ago, 10 years ago, actually, I remember setting some goals to myself and I was in this weird place. I'd come from the sport industry and the military where it's very active. I was mountaineering and snowboarding and surfing and all kinds of stuff. Going to this proper job where I wore you know, a shirt to, 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 to work and everything. And my friends down in Cornwall, they surf. They were all good surfers, but they surf regularly. They were often going off on surf trips because they could take the time away from work, but they couldn't afford to go to like expensive holidays. I could afford the expensive holidays, but I didn't have time, the same amount of time to go. I thought one of us, at least one of us has got it right, but I'm just not quite sure who it was. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? I'm not interested in having the flashy car or the, you know, the Lamborghini or anything like that. I'd love just to earn enough money to go somewhere like Bali, Australia, you know, California, go to some really nice surf locations. And I'll pay for my friends to go with me. It's a couple of thousand. It's not a huge amount of money, but yeah. that's for me. That's what I love doing is I go in surfing or, or mountain biking with friends because that's where you build memories. That's where you build connections. It's not for me. It's not about the car and the drive. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to be scraping by and and either. So. Yeah. You know, I, I got friends like that too. They surf every day, pretty much, and I don't get to surf that much. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my goal is to be like, now I can go. I'm done. So. Yeah. Well, cool, uh, John. I appreciate you sharing today and and you know how you're helping clients and, and what they can do. And, and with these lawyers, you know, uh, if they're stuck or working too much, yeah, I run a business just like a law firm. It's a business and you too. So I think anyone listening, if you, if you're looking for help or if you have questions, uh, reach out to John, connect with him or me and I'll connect you too. And as always, I'm here, I'm here to help as well. So if you have any questions about business or law firms or marketing or anything like that, I'm happy to share what I know. And I've interviewed a lot of law firm owners, so I've, I've learned a lot. And, and a lot of what John is saying is, is true. And especially the ones that I know that are very successful, they have found outside expertise and brought in experts to help. You can't just expect to hire people in your local community that are going to be to help you grow and build this massive law firm empire. And, and so it's fun. People get, you know, put people around you that can help find experts. Yeah, I think, you know, thank, I appreciate you, you inviting me on today. It's been a lot of fun talking to you again, Kevin. I think if you've got any owners of law firms on here who just want to find out what can they do in their business, uh, I'll, I'll gift it to my American friends over there. Happy to spend <laughs> about 45, 50 minutes, and I'll happily run you through my, my uh, I'll call my Black Book of Secrets, you know, the models uh -oh. that we use. And it'll make a lot of sense. It's really interactive. So, yeah, happy to do so. I'll give some time away. No charge for it. I'll just help you see the models for growth that we use. You, you can see where your business is doing. You kind of can score yourself on the models so you know what to do next. I, I do I do that on no charge, help you guys out. So, yeah, just good, it's good that. to see people growing the business, getting their time back, spending time with their family and getting healthy. You can't, you can't ask much more than that, really. That's it. Awesome. That's what we want for everybody. So I appreciate that, John. So uh, 
you can go check John out on LinkedIn or you can go to summitbusinesses.com and, and connect with him. And that's it. Also, everyone listening in, this is up on our website. So actually, if you're looking at the video, it's uh, ArrayDigital.com. Like on my shirt here, ArrayDigital.com. And we have, we're getting close to 300 published episodes that you can sort by practice area or states in the U.S. And I think we have other for some international that we've had. So we'll be able to add to that with John here. So, um, but you can sort and look for all kinds of episodes from owners to experts and hopefully find uh, some content that's helpful for you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you soon. John, anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Thank you. Thank you again. I think if, it's, if I was going to finish on one or two words, I would say, I think we can always achieve a lot more than we realize. Sometimes. You can, we can quite often get stuck, you know, be in our fitness or business or anything. And sometimes you, you need to take a different perspective on what you're doing. And it is with me or anyone else. Sometimes is that, is that someone else just to ask a few questions or give you pointers can, can make a huge difference. I'm the same. I have business coach and fitness coaches and it makes a massive difference to me. So yeah, yeah. you know, if, if you want to, you may not be stuck. You just might want to know, you know how, how do I get where I want to go quicker? And there's people there that can help. So go. And I think the Americans, I think you guys are absolutely fantastic at connecting. I think you're way better than us Brits. We're far too reserved, but yeah, <laughs> so many good people that can help out there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, John. All right. Well, everyone have a great day. Go grow your law firms, crush it out there. Make sure you have focus on having more time with your family, doing the things you want. Have a good week and we'll see you soon. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.